Hi, and welcome to episode 191 of No Crying in Baseball, the oh for God's sake episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, it's very good to see you. And we Likewise. we were on the same wavelength today. We are wearing matching t-shirts, not planned, but... But they're thematic. Yes. They're thematic. So maybe if you uh, follow us on social media, you'll see what we mean about that. Oh, yeah. Because we have to do a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the photo shoot. Speaking, speaking of, of clothing, the, the saga of the Jeter jersey. So for those of you who are listening last week, I talked about how our good friend Santiago, who's a Yankees fan, is staying here. And he might be hearing us very, right now, actually, as I'm speaking, um, and had left the Jeter jersey in the kitchen and Mr. Potty Mouth had hit it. And I predicted on this show last week that Santiago would not figure that out until he listened to the podcast. And in fact, I was right. So (laughs) I was talking to him about something that we mentioned on the show. And I said, oh, Patty and I talked about that. And he said, oh, I'll listen right now. And then I went, oh, shit, I'm going to go bring the laundry upstairs. And I heard from upstairs, where's my jersey? (laughs) And then and then it's it's still hidden. Oh, so the answer to where's my jersey was never discovered. Well, I honestly didn't know. So we All had right. to wait for Mr. Potty Mouth. And Mr. Potty Mouth is up there right now sitting next to him. But the jersey, as of this point in time, is still in hiding somewhere. I think Mr. Potty Mouth said it was somewhere very obvious, but All right. I forget where that was. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I paused to look around the room that I'm in just to see. Nope. Yeah, not here. Not here. Not here. Yeah, All it's right. It's around somewhere. Hey, but on this week's show, aside from hints about where the where the Jeter jersey is, we've got Happy Pride Month, everybody. That's also the hint to what t-shirts Potty Mouth and I are wearing today. We've got a boyfriend segment where we check in on the kids and the old guys. Our police blotter features, features our new favorite judge and also sticky substances. Again, our fashion corner features MVP swag. Our COVID segment has joy and disappointment, and we've got updates on the Olympics and women in baseball. I'm I'm thinking that the judge is not of the Yankees variety. Am I right there? You are correct. Although I I like that guy. I like that guy just fine. Fine. He's He's fine. Fine. Yeah. He's charming. I like charming. Yeah. He doesn't have that, that like, bring the team together kind of zip about him, even though he's sort of the leader, but... Then, then we should stop right. talking about him right now. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about happier things. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Here we are in June, and so hence the, our matching T-shirts. We were both on the same wavelength, and we wore our Nationals Pride shirt from last year. Last year. The year before, nothing happened last, last time year. Last time there was a, a Pride Day at, at Nats Park? Yeah. So Nats, luckily, it, were one of the teams, the huge majority of teams, to have had Pride in the past and are this year as well. The, I think that the schedule is not totally full yet because right now it's at 21. And I believe that in 2019 there were 28. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, starting off with the Dodgers. And, you know, this is where I'm a little bit confused. I saw two different articles, one that said the Dodgers had the first and it wasn't called a Pride Night. It was like a, I don't know, gay night or something like that. And that, and I saw another said the Cubs the had Cubs. the first. Yep. So yep. which is it? Well, we'll have, nope, but we'll have a smackdown. We'll find out. Someone will tell us. All right. We'll, we'll let the uh, Dodgers fans and the Cubs fans duke it <laughs> out for us and let us know. There's going to be some, some story behind it. I mean, the Dodgers story is that there was an incident. I mean, it was actually a, they did something good out of some, after they had done something bad, that two women were kissing and had been escorted out of the game because of being kissing. And so then... Because of being kissing? Being kissing, yeah. All right, I'm almost (laughs) done with the first beer. This is very good. Monocacy Brewing Company. That's right. It's a riot rye. Thank you, Abe. Yeah, 
Very good. Yep. So, yes. So, uh, because of being kissing, they were escorted out. <laughs> and luckily, the team figured that that was stupid shit. And so, not only, they did a lot to try to make up for it, which is, you know, what apologies are all about. They could have just said, I'm sorry, we did this wrong. But instead, they put them behind home plate in the next game. They had a gay night. And gave out 5,000 tickets to people associated with LGBTQ organizations. So they tried to make up for it. And since then, it seems like the Dodgers have really rocked it. One important um, part of their this year's Pride Night, it was Friday night against the Rangers, who are now the only team never to have had one and not to be talking about doing one. So I think for other teams to schedule their pride nights when they're playing the Rangers is kind of a nice move. So the the other thing that they're doing, they're doing a lot of cool things. I, a lot of the teams have updated their rainbow, which I think is really wonderful, you know, and it's something that you can do plus. You don't have to say, like, we fucked up or, or people just kind of gripe, like, oh, we got to do something else. But it's not such a big deal. Like, it's a Explain new... Explain what you mean about the rainbow. So... Yes. The, the traditional Pride Night, like our rainbow shirts are just the rainbow, which is each color has a different uh, meaning. And my kids in the club that I sponsor taught them to me, but I need to look at my cheat sheet. But it, to make it more inclusive in the past couple years, they've also added black and brown in order to bring in, bring, you know, attention to that people of, of all races are part of this community. And then also the trans colors, and so which is pink and blue and white, right? So the new flag is kind of a combination of both, and some of the teams, not all of them, but some of them are incorporating that in their new logo, including the Dodgers. And so they have uh, they have that, I think, in the, the little painted on the field. Their tickets, interestingly, are in the vaccinated section. So, okay. So I yay for encouraging vaccination. And it's important to note that their senior vice president, Eric Braverman, Braverman, I don't know how to pronounce it, he's out. And he came out like four or five years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, but I think as an, it just shows like as an organization to have an out person who's, you know, in a high office is really important. And um, and yeah, and here's the fucking cat. Right on cue. Over, Hello, over my shoulder onto my lap to have something to say about this. But I'm going to say just yay Dodgers. I think that's the last thing. So yay Dodgers with a footnote. I'm okay. going to give you a footnote. I, all the things they're doing are great, but the um, the LA Times actually just did a piece which um, we'll link to about questioning why the Dodgers aren't doing anything to honor yeah. Glenn Burke. More about him in a second. And also, please go back all the way to our episode 11 when we talked about Glenn Burke as the other end of of uh, Dusty Baker's high five, right? We always say that Dusty Baker invented the high five. Well, he had a high five somebody, and that somebody was Glenn Burke. So more about Glenn Burke. Now. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, that's a pretty good segue because the Oakland A's are doing something about Glenn Burke. In fact, they're naming their Pride Night after him, which was also on Friday night. And $10 per ticket is being donated to the Glenn Burke Wellness Clinic at Oakland LGBTQ Center. And so here's the connection. So uh, Burke, but so unfortunately, Burke didn't have a good time as far as uh being able to be comfortable being out with either the Dodgers or the A's. And so really, both teams owe a lot of penance. Penance? Penance. I don't know. Penance. penance. You're trying to get Catholic yeah. on us? Exactly. It's penance. Ask me. I'm Ask the Polish girl. It's penance. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Dodgers 
actually tried to make him get married, which is pretty, to, to, to a woman. Right, and that was actually Glenn's response was, wait, to a woman? Yeah. <laughs> so that's shitty right there. Yeah. But then he went to the A's, and he was also treated super shitty. And who was it? Billy Martin, right, was the manager then who used a terrible slur against him. So, like, both teams have a lot to make up for. But the Oakland A's are actually doing it. Yeah. They actually are baby-stepping back right. up with that, which is pretty great. Um, the the Twins... So so Pride Nights are famous for good swag. Yeah. Generally, some teams more than others. And also, I mean, a lot of people, you know, kind of call it, what is it, rainbow capitalism, you know, yeah. where, you know, companies try to capitalize on, you know, here's a whole demographic we can market to specifically. And, you know, those folks, they'll buy anything if we slap a rainbow on it, right? Yeah. So there's that situation. But the Twins are, as part of their, if you buy a Pride Night ticket... You can choose a jersey with a rainbow twins logo on it, and you can choose the pronouns that appear on the sleeve. That's cool. So that's kind of interesting. It's a little bit innovative. It's kind of fun. I hope they sell a whole bunch of them, and I think it's cool. I think it would be cool for the players to do that, you know, at least for that night, if not for, you know, in the foreseeable future. Because we've talked before about players who have pronouns on their bios, and the only ones that we know about are... Pirates dude with the curly hair with the cute little girlfriend. What is his name? I'm blanking on it. I can totally picture him. And then Sean Doolittle, of course. Cole Tucker. Cole Tucker. Cole Tucker. Right. All right. Right. Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. That's, yes, what, that's, exactly. how, that's how we know him. Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. Yes. So points to them. If anybody else knows about other players with pronouns, please let us pronouns know. Pronouns on their bios or yeah. use them. They all have pronouns. They <laughs> just may not be sharing them with being, us. Being clear about it. Yeah. But but one good thing that the Giants are doing, so it's, you know, California is doing pretty well here, is that the team is going to have the colors on the uniforms on the field, which I don't believe has been done for Pride before. I mean, you see it being done for Mother's Day and for Father's Day and for fucking whatever that military one was where they're all wearing the camo hats on the field. So, you know, this seems it's not out of line. They do it for so many other events. They should put these things on their their uniforms. And so the Giants are going to have uh, it, a, a patch on their right sleeve and uh, their cap. Yeah, I think they did it already, and I think it was just for one game. Oh, wow. Um, I think that that's a really good idea, and I would like to see that stick around a little bit. I mean, if it's going to be Pride Month, go ahead. So you got got a patch on your sleeve. I mean, you don't have to wear the hat or whatever, but a patch on your sleeve, why not? Let's do it. But I'm really excited about this because you're right. This is the first time a team has actually worn colors for Pride Month. And And just to to note on that, um, they they also have the expanded colors. So they have the trans colors also, which is important. The Tigers are doing a cool thing that I like because it's really about um, inclusiveness and um, sort of showcasing the community that they're honoring this month. So they're each week during Pride Month, they're honoring a different LGBTQ community member. Um, oh, wow. And the, 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 the definition is for making a profound difference in the areas of youth education, youth wellness, or sports. And not only are they going to say, hey, look at what who this person is and what they do, and they're part of your community, but also that person gets to decide um, what organization gets a $1,000 grant. Sweet. And a lot That's of great. these a lot of these teams are incorporating donations. So when you pay a little more for your Pride Package ticket some of that money goes to support a community-based organization. So that's cool. And that seems to be a more recent development. It's not just here's a T-shirt with a rainbow slapped on it. Here's here's work we're doing in the community to make this a more welcoming place. Yeah, which is where rainbow capitalism 
is more excusable if there's going to be like a benefit towards somebody. Then it becomes rainbow philanthropy, and that's better. Yes, way better, way (laughs) better. So interestingly, though, they're not all happening in June, which is Pride Night. There are a couple that are happening later, including the Nats on August 17th. So I don't think we, that's not one of our... It's my wedding anniversary. I would totally go to Pride Night on my wedding anniversary. That totally fits. All All right. right. That sounds good. We got to look into that. Check your calendars. All right. All right. Hey, so um, we're going to check on some boyfriends. Hey, wait. You usually explain the boyfriends. Do you want to do that first before I talk about my boyfriends? Sure. I could do the boyfriend intro. So if you're new to us, we have lots of boyfriends. They're our baseball boyfriends, and we pick them in the offseason. We each pick one guy per team. So go back to our offseason episodes if you want to hear about some really cool guys and things that they do. And we pick them because we want to have a beer with them. We want to sit down, hang out with them. There's something about them that we kind of connect to. And then what we did with our boyfriends was make a fantasy team. So now we have fantasy boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I want to check in on my young guys. I I realized maybe even last season that I had picked a lot of guys too soon. I like highlighting guys that people haven't heard of yet unless you really follow like the farm system of your local team closely. And so you start watching out for these guys because I think that's more fun. But that also um, it really does make my fantasy team tank there you go but all right so so daz cameron was my um was my tiger's boyfriend oh wow i totally forgot that well it was a long time ago because man you know we pick our boyfriends from the bottom of the (laughs) standings up so it feels like it was almost a year ago we talked about it but anyway he's been hanging out on the um, toledo mud hens he not only started there but then he fractured his wrist so he wasn't even playing for a while and then he was playing again you know started playing in for the mud hens just got his call up to the tigers on thursday at the game versus the white Sox. and so on friday night um bottom of the ninth they have a 49 minute rain delay and then, Oof. and then, so he's the second batter after this rain delay. And on, um, on his first pitch, he hits an opposite field home run off of Liam Hendricks. Wow! Right, and ties the game. And he's thrilled. This is his very first major league home run. I mean, he had a cup of coffee in the majors, you know, a while back, and then he's been, you know, back in AAA ever since. And he said about this home run ball, he actually the guy who caught it traded with him. You know, he gave the guy an autographed baseball, and the and the, and the person who caught it gave him, Sweet. you know, gave him his home run ball. So said eventually, it's going to go to a, a trophy case back home. Until then, he may sleep with it for good luck. <laughs> But also, he said, this moment is something I'll never forget. And, uh, I, you know, I love I love a debut. I love the first hit. I love the first homer. I just think this is, this is something these, these guys work for for so long, and yeah. he got to have that finally. Yeah, although he got overshadowed by the guy who puked on the mound. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> so one of the relief pitchers, just a little bit emotional, and, and Yerman Mercedes was up to bat. Yeah. And I could see looking at that you're about to pitch to him would make you want to vomit. So, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> So Joe Adele, somebody else I picked a little too soon because he's been spending the whole season so far in AAA Salt Lake. He's my Angels guy. And you say, wait, don't the Angels need help in the outfield? Yes. Because Mike Trout's been out. But Angels apparently, in the outfield. Angels in the outfield. But apparently the Angels are saying, you know, we don't want to like call him up, send him down, call him up, send him down, back and forth. We want to make sure he sticks next time because he was up for a little bit last year and did okay for a short period of time. But, you know, just... But he is lighting it up in AAA. He's had 15 home runs and 22 extra base hits in 28 games. He leads all the minor leagues in home runs, and he's second wow. in slugging percentage across all the minor leagues. So um, it's likely he will come up later in the season. Um, 
so I will, you know, keep an eye on that and throw him in uh, on my fantasy team as soon as he does because I'll have room because Jerry Kelnick got sent down with good reason. He went hitless in his last 39 at-bats. I was shocked when I uh, yeah. saw that he got sent down because I was like, wow, we've been waiting for him to come up. But then I didn't realize that he had been tanking so badly. He tanked terribly. Like, he had, like, no, like, his last 11 games, he did absolutely nothing. So he sent, sent back down to the Tacoma Rainiers, and he said, I'm not going to let it ruin me. I know what I'm capable of doing. I'll come down here, get where I need to be, and I'll be back. So good attitude yeah. about it. I think he had to process it a lot before he talked publicly about it. But um, yeah, I think wow. if, if you know you find out you're not ready for whatever reason, for whatever reason, so he'll be back. But now, interesting in both those cases, um, Jared and Joe Adele, they there was no minor league season last year, right. so a lot of the guys that are kind of on the cusp like that didn't have like they weren't playing every day in the minors to get where they needed to be. They were sense. like at a practice, like you know the alternate training site. And then they were in a couple of major league games, and that was it. They weren't; it wasn't real baseball on a regular basis to really hone those skills. So that may have something to do with it. I don't know. I think both these guys are going to be okay later, but right now they're going to—I, you know—picked them too soon. Who knew? Who knew? I'm going to say this fucking cat again because oh my god, this is <laughs> so. Because we have the house guest, we don't have a room with a door, and that always leads to cat intervention. So I'm going to try to back and mention, try to <laughs> silence this fucking cat, please. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about some old boyfriends. So one thing that I didn't mention about our boyfriends is that we cannot keep them. And that is for your listening enjoyment so that we can talk about new guys every year. We can't keep them from season to season. That's it. We are, are able to hang on to a guy for a few months. Yeah. We have track records yes. for doing <laughs> yeah. that. We can keep them for the season, but we can't keep them from year to year, except for one guy. We make one exception because, you know, all good rules have exceptions. Even but, stupid rules have exceptions. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I've had to give up some really good guys. But, you know, there's something about it. Once you've, you've had a connection, you can't let it go. So it's not like they're gone forever. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, I was one of those premature picks. I think if I had picked him this year, I would be a lot better off. But he was the first in the league to get to 20 home runs. And as of today, he has 21. And he's just killing it at Fenway. And I don't know. The, I'm a little bit down right now because <laughs> there that'll make me feel better I'm thank you, you patty <laughs> i was just gonna mope about how the red sox have been getting trounced by the blue jays although that would like work toward my prediction of the blue ba- blue bays blue jays <laughs> taking the maybe AL you're cut East. off i don't know i thought you needed more beer but no, maybe I, you do now totally totally near no more beer because i know i know hey but but yay vladdy i mean and he is so, talk about somebody who like worked in the off season to get into shape it's so apparent he looks so good and he is the third youngest in MLB fit history to be the first of the league to 20 home runs. So talk about convoluted stats. He's now leading um, hitters in war, though. 3.7 and tied with DeGrom as pitcher. And he's also continually compared it with his dad. So his dad at Fenway had 217 at-bats and managed four home runs at Fenway out of that. Vladdy Jr., has had, and so these numbers are from yesterday. So it was 63 yesterday. It's going to be more now. It's going to be like 75, I would guess, and with now four home runs. So he now has tied his dad for the number of home runs hit at Fenway Park, and I have a feeling he's going to hit more because he seems to like Fenway a lot. He's on fire. Yeah, I, I like some old guys on my in my teams, and I've picked a couple of old guys in past years. Again, these are all former boyfriends, and I just kind of want to check in on them because they're moving toward 
absolute greatness. I mean, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera are Hall of Fame bound. And Pujols now has hit over 10 home runs this season, which means that in 20 seasons he has hit over 10 home runs. That is nuts. And with the Dodgers, he's doing really good so far. He's hit five with them, and he's batting 268, 13 RBI. Miguel Cabrera is at 2,901 hits, probably more today, and had a seven-game streak. And so he's the 59th player to reach 2,500 games, and he's on his way to 3,000 hits. I mean, getting 99 more this year might not happen, but he might have it in him. I don't know. And then Brandon Crawford, I had no idea, was an old guy. He's 34 years old, which is, like, almost old guy. I think it's kind of like women with having a baby. Like, once you hit 35, you start to kind of, you get extra attention, and you think, oh, is she old? So, same kind of thing. I think once they get to be 35, it's kind of like, oh, they're kind of cusping on that. Maybe they're close to retirement. And Brandon Crawford (sighs) set the Giants' record for most games at shortstop. I saw him just this weekend at Nats Park on Saturday. Oh. I'm just saying. He has some mighty fine hair. Talk about, like, he, he, I just read an article about, like, the evolution of his hair. And it's out of... <laughs> of course it's you did. If good, that article existed, you would find totally, it. Totally. Yes. at a very good st- stage. So, a couple, uh, <clears throat> couple current boyfriends in my lineup on my fantasy team. Jamer Candelario, a little worried about because he had to go away on bereavement leave and it's not clear who it was, but he had to go back to the DR, Dominican Republic, which is a whole nother layer of more time coming back because right now he's officially on the COVID list because he has to go through quarantine and testing and all that stuff. I hadn't paid enough attention to my Rangers boyfriend because I just haven't been paying enough attention. This is, I mean, look at this. This is my my Detroit and my Rangers. So in the Rangers, I had Isaiah Keener Falefa, and he luckily is making me able to keep Urshela from the Yankees on my bench because Keener Falefa is actually doing really well. He went three for five yesterday and stole three bases against Trevor Bauer. Nice. Sweet. So he has uh, the second most stolen bases behind your guy, your old, your former guy, uh, Whit Merrifield. And that's in the in the league. And the Rangers beat the Dodgers that game 12 to 1, Whoa. breaking a 16-game losing streak that they had on their road games. So, yeah. All right. You know, because, you know, baseball. You never know what's going to happen. I'm going to interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to say we switched beers. And I want to mm. um, shout out the future is now cold IPA from Silver Branch right here in Silver Spring because it's tasty. It's really good. I had not had this one, but we're having it now to follow up our Monocacy beer. And um, I like it. Yeah. I'm going to try not to drink it too fast because we have a lot of show to go. All we're right. going to move on to Police Blotter. Um, the first one is actually something that happened. Thank you very much. Happened in an actual court, so it's a real police blotter thing, ah. as opposed to things that I just want to spin that way. Mm-hmm. And this is, remember, we talked a few weeks ago about how this organization was suing MLB for having moved the All-Star Game out of Atlanta to Denver. And oh, so right. the, the, this organization is called the Job Creators Network, and it's definitely huh. a conservative organization. Um, in fact, the lawyer worked on a lot of the Trump is really still president. Come on now. Holy shit. Uh, cases. So that should give you an idea of the veracity of anything that he says. Great. So the the suit failed. Um, they went up to, uh, they, they presented in front of U.S. District Judge Valerie Caproni, who is now my favorite judge ever, because her statement, her official statement said that you know, the JCN lacks standing. Um, their arguments are, you know, at best weak and muddled. 
But then some of her asides during the actual, you know, case, when the lawyer was presenting his case, she said things like, that's just not true. And, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. So, I, so there we, there's the app. There, there, yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of Judge Caproni, and I, I want her on my side always. I would take her over the other judge any day. Any day. Any day. Okay, so now we're moving on to foreign substances, which we've been talking about. Mm. Um, last week, we implied that MLB will be coming out soon with, here's how we are going to punish people yep. for breaking this rule that we've had on the books forever and haven't ever enforced. What has happened recently is pretty interesting. Number one, some guys have stopped using substances because now they know that they're going to get caught for yeah. it. And so the very obvious ones are Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer, whose spin rates have dropped hugely and noticeably which I, which is shocker which right which is fascinating so it's like okay so they're they're, they're proving a point there yeah. but also a lot of people are speaking out for the safety level mm-hmm. which you had brought up when we talked about it before so Liam Hendricks who we mentioned earlier said don't make threats help us use something in a way that will keep batters safe yep. it you know it, maybe MLB can say this substance is okay because it Makes it allows you to have a good grip and keeps you know, allows you to have more control over your pitches, but doesn't necessarily is not performance enhancing. You know, it's not increasing your spin rate or any of that. That would be great. Provide a universal substance, and it would be a done deal. A universal substance is the key part, I think, because the the big controversy has been about that sticky spider tack. Spider tack. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there was that interview with Gary Cole where he had a word salad just absolute what you, words what, what are you came out say? of his mouth. It's like yes I'm guilty right. I mean of course Th- not those were not part of the word, word salad but and, everything else and there's a lot of lot more people speaking out on that like so last week when we were when we, we had your hospital report I mentioned <laughs> that just that very day mm-hmm. um, Nationals pitcher Austin Voth had his nose broken when he was squaring up to bunt because a 90 mile an hour fast, uh, fastball bounced yeah. off his batting helmet into his nose and it wasn't like a cute broken nose it was a have surgery to repair multiple fractures oh my god in your nose so it was serious stuff and so you know his manager Davey Martinez and then later Max Scherzer both came out for the same thing it's like we, we know that that pitcher didn't do it on purpose but it's hot right. and you're sweaty and the ball gets slippery and we need to control that or this is going to keep happening yep and the batters shouldn't suffer the batters should be safer Right, it shouldn't go the other way. And Max even said that the players have been getting together to talk about it, like through union calls, and that sort of thing. So they understand that it's a problem. And it's not an us versus them. It's not a pitcher versus batter thing. It's let's come up with something that works for everybody. The other piece of that is the minor leagues. So like substances, I don't think are an issue so much like up through college. But when you get to the minors, they start getting introduced to you kind of on the down low. Huh. Um, and the main reason is yeah. if. You need to stand out. You need right. to get noticed. So you're going to get your call up, right? And so um, the coaches and the pitching coordinators and other folks may be, you know, or other pitchers may be, like, giving you a little bit of, you know, encouragement here or there with enough, like, plausible deniability that they're not going to get nailed for it. Although four pitchers were suspended for 10 games this season. It used to be, remember how, huh. remember in the old, in the before times when the different leagues sort of managed themselves there wasn't a lot of talk about how this was how this was enforced, but right. now Major League Baseball enforces everything with the minor leagues because they own the minor leagues now. So now it's a little bit more uniform in that these guys are getting hmm. suspended, right? 
So uh, one, one pitcher who, um, from a double-A team, anonymously said, MLB, I think, is the clear root of the problem because players just don't have a choice. If it's your career and you're making $1,500 a month in the minor yep. leagues and you want to make it to the big leagues, you're going to do everything in your power to make the big leagues. Yep. So this needs to trickle down. If it's universal, you have to start it in the minor leagues. You can't have these guys have unfair advantages over the other, and you can't have them doing things that are unsafe. Yeah. And you can't. You also can't train them. That here's how you pitch with this thing that you're not going to be able to use when you get to the majors. Yep. So it's a it's a big to do. So I'm hoping that by next week we'll have another layer of resolution on this. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not so. sure where it's, it's going to go. I mean, it's so similar to the steroid thing, mm-hmm. right? With like dependence and things like that. And actually, in yesterday's Red Sox game, Kike Hernandez, who's like near and dear to my heart, got hit in the the flappy protector part of the mm-hmm. helmet. You know, the part that goes the across. The C-flap. Okay, the C-flap. He got hit in his C-flap. And he was okay, luckily, because thank God yeah, for the C-flap. C-flap. Yep. Yeah, so I'm very pro C-flap. Yep. Um, which brings us right into fashion. <laughs> How about that? Actually, one quick extra fashion note that today, right before we recorded, I saw the picture of the D-backs new like city series oh, uniform. They're the Serpientes, and it's a big snake thing, and it's very nice. I think that they've done a very good job with All these. Right. I like them so far. Okay. But the D-backs looked really good. One of them posed with an actual snake around his neck for it, which, you know, that's... Fine by me. That's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. But the other fashion corner. So our one of our one of our great friend listeners, Maria, pointed out to me that we did not talk about the Padre spinny thing. I love the spinny thing. I just I love the idea of recognizing the player of the game. So this is this might be a little holdover for me from the CPBL because they dance, which is like a one up. So I think that not only should they get the spinny thing, but they should have to dance with the spinny thing or something because that I part's really. I think the spinny really thing is too heavy to actually move with on you know it, it is it's actually six and a half pounds so that <laughs> is a very heavy spinny thing so the story of the spinny thing though is it was actually designed by Manny Machado's jeweler I love that he has so a jeweler so yes. much <laughs> yeah so I guess Manny's gotten other things designed by this guy he worked with the guy collaboratively to design this um if you haven't seen it it's you gotta watch it's a like Padres a dinner game. plate yeah <laughs> it's a big circle with the SD but it's all shiny because it's made of silver and semi-precious stones and it actually spins and our friend Roy made one that a replica that is brilliant and used a little fidget spinner to make it spin it's genius it's totally great yeah so we can point you to that if you're crafty and you want your very own um Padre spinny thing does it have a name or is it just the spinny thing I have no idea. I'm all in for it to be the Padres spinny thing, but I just think it might have a name. I don't know. It's it's a turnover chain is is one of the terms that I've heard, and that sort of came back from – actually, so this is part of the the, um, history of this MVP uh, thing of the game kind of thing that actually the Marlins did this in 2018, and I believe we talked about it then. And there, it was the same jeweler. And Manny is at Miami Roots, right? I think, Machado? Yeah, because he's one of the, he was one of the Miami guys. There was like a little group of them. And so I'm guessing that there's some Miami jeweler connection there, because that jeweler also did a turnover chain for the Marlins in 2018, and at that point it was dedicated to the pitcher who had died, Jose Fernandez, the guy who died in the boating accident. So that was super meaningful. The chain had a very long name that I didn't even write down. But it it came from a Miami, this idea of having something to 
give to the next player and each guy gets it. And the term turnover chain came from, I think, the Hurricanes. One of the college football teams did it when they had a turnover. So hence the turnover chain. Oh, now but I understand. They adapted it. But I guess they weren't the first ones to do a thing like that. And I don't even know if the Astros were the first ones. But in 2017, the Astros had a player of the game thing, which was a wrestling belt. When it looked mm-hmm. like one of those big WWE things. And we all know that whenever somebody wins the World Series, there's, like, something special going on. There's, like, some quirk, something, some unifying team thing that they have. And I think that was part of it for the Astros. And now the Mets have taken the wrestling belt idea, and they're using it today. I think today was the first one that I saw with Stroman came out from yesterday's game. Maybe it was yesterday. uh, With a Mets wrestling belt. Although that also is not the first time, because if you look back to 2016, the Mets had a very chintzy looking, comparatively, chintzy looking wrestling belt. And then in 2017, they had a crown that whoever was the player of the game, and it was definitely like a toy store kid's crown that the player of the game had to wear in the post-game interview. So for all of these What I like is that it's a thing, you know, it's just fun to have that thing and to recognize that guy who did well in every game, you know, not wait until the end of the season, do something every game that's celebratory, but my preference would be to involve some dancing like they do in the CPBL. Sure. And remember, we talked about the Cubs a few weeks back and it was a kitchen appliance and I can't remember Mm. what it was. Do you remember what it was? It was a coffee maker, Mm. toaster oven. It was a thing. It was a... Space in it. Yeah. It wasn't an air fryer. I got a new air fryer and I really like it, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But... (laughs) But, but yeah, you can't really wear the, you know, the small appliance situation, but the turnover chain. Unless you have to use it to make something for, like, you get to make the snack for the next day. So, like, if it's an air fryer, you could make fries. Like your, for your the kale next chips, for yes. instance. <laughs> yeah, I, I can totally love. see that yeah. happening, but it would keep them healthy, which leads into our COVID. Oh, sweet. Oh, how about that? that how works. about that? So, that uh, um, as teams are more and more vaccinated, there are fewer monitoring tests required every week. And this past week, there were fewer than 10,000 monitoring tests. Wow. And only two positive tests, one player, one staff member. So that's great. The big news is 22 clubs have have hit the 85% vaccination mark. This isn't the pretty soon they'll have those superpowers. They're already done. They are done out of 30. So that's pretty good. None of those 22, however, are the Chicago Cubs. And boy, did that hit the fan this yeah, week. Yeah, it did. All right. So, like, everybody's favorite like, role model of Cub guy is Anthony Rizzo. One of my ex-boyfriends. Sure. Um, and now it's like, Anthony Rizzo, what the actual fuck? Because yeah. he admitted on ESPN Radio that he is one of the unvaccinated people on the Cubs. And what he's doing is, I quote, taking time to see more data. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, isn't there enough data about the actual coronavirus that would get you to get vaccinated. Um, I said, well, it's an individual choice and we're trying to respect everybody, although I would counter that you're not really respecting your teammates right. by you know, keeping them a little bit endangered, for instance, and also not allowing them to move on to the lower level of protocols, like being able to leave their damn hotel rooms yeah. at away games. That's on you, buddy. That's on you and you know, Sogard and a couple of other people on your team. Big time. Now, Javi Baez, my first Cubs boyfriend, is actually doing PSAs for vaccines. Oh, go Javi. Yeah, so and cool. he said, you know, I got it because I've got kids at home and yeah. I want to protect my kids. And he said, all the teammates respect each other, but we've had, and he quotes, animated discussions in the clubhouse. That's going to suck. And, you know, and um, Jed Hoyer and others have said, 
we're not aiming like, our goal isn't 85 percent. our goal is vaccinations mm-hmm. like we want these guys to get vaccinated we're not going to like stop if we get to 85 percent. but they they're continuing with all the possible methods of education and trying to convince these guys but again it you can't force them right so I am really disappointed because so many people look up to Anthony Rizzo for a lot of good reasons. And now he's going to say this. And he's a cancer survivor. He's a cancer survivor. He is at yeah. risk. And he hangs out with other cancer survivors. Right. Uh, and they are also at risk. And he is putting them at risk. Mm-hmm. And I am not cool with this at all. On the other end of things, because most stadiums are going to 100% and you know, there's, there's, there is a higher rate of vaccination in the, in the world in general. That's good. So now players are able to interact with fans again, which they couldn't for a super long time. And I'm going to link to this because it just makes me happy. My, my boyfriend on the Diamondbacks, I don't know if you saw this, but Carson Kelly, mm-hmm. um, like during warm-ups, a, a kid in the front row like handed him a bat, you know, and he autographed the bat. For him, and then he kind of waved at the kid and walked away, and then the camera stayed on the kid who just started weeping. Oh, like he was just too happy, he it, couldn't yeah, control he it. couldn't contain it, Aww. and his dad was just hugging him, and he was just looking at this bat like this is now the greatest piece of wood in the entire world. There is nothing more valuable in the entire world than this thing. That's so sweet, and, it, and it's really nice to see that that can happen again because that yep. was such a big part of baseball. Is like you get a chance to meet your heroes, mm-hmm. and when you're a little kid, man, that's even more important. I think so. That was kind of sweet. So that was a that was a happy thing with um, with protocols loosening up as long as they are loosened up safely. Yeah, you know, the shout out to my Dominican team, Leones del Escogido. They've been running a lot of contests on Instagram, like show us your Vax card, and you'll be entered to win this jersey or this cap or nice. stuff like that. So it's nice to see that going international. And speaking of international, last week we talked about the Olympic qualifier that happened, and there is another one scheduled at the end of this month. And I feel like more teams should from the last one should be let in because we talked about how Cuba was eliminated and the U.S. is going on to the Olympics. They were the, the winners of the last qualifier. But a bunch of other teams didn't make it, both the Dominican Republic and Venezuela were the next best to the U.S., so they get to do this next one in Mexico, which is happening at the end of June, I believe. And they were supposed to be playing against Taiwan, who had to bail out, which we mentioned last week. And now Australia has withdrawn. And part of the problem, actually, is it being in Mexico. So this qualifier was originally supposed to be in Taiwan. That's right. That's right. But Taiwan first realized they couldn't host it because of what's happening. And actually, you know, comparatively, it's ridiculous how good off they are compared to here. But that's, you know, and we just had one in Florida, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, And then Taiwan realized, no, we can't even field a team. But for Australia to deal with the quarantining and the travel to get to Mexico to do this, it would have made it impossible to actually compete in the Olympics if they had gotten in. So if they had won the qualifier with the quarantine regulations, because the Olympics are July 23rd and just the timing did not work out. So as of right now, it's three teams. It's DR, Netherlands, and Venezuela. One of them will get the golden ticket. So I have no idea how they're organizing the qualifier, but that is tough. That is seriously tough. Should be interesting. 
Uh, huge shout out to our Bristol Bobcats. We are Bristol Bobcats fans. They're a women's team in the women's league in the UK, and they played yesterday, and they took a tough loss. They went down 8-7 to seven against the London Mayhem, which is a lovely name. It is a lovely and name. And I believe they're, they're not at the bottom of the standings, but they're approaching it. But there haven't been too many games yet, so And they're first Bobcats. in our hearts. That's Absolutely. the important thing. Absolutely. And a, a little bit of a notice, there is the third annual Women in Baseball Conference coming, which is co-sponsored by the International Women's Baseball Center and Sabre. And proposals, so get your proposals in, they are due July 5th. So there will be a link in our notes if you want to present at the Women in Baseball Conference. It will be happening in Rockford, Illinois in September. Like really and live and in person? Really, I think so. Wow. It's, it's what it seems like. And the theme is Breaking Barriers, Women in Baseball Around the World. So we know a lot of women around the world. Come yeah, on. I do. Come over to Rockford. It'll be fun. We'll meet you, maybe. Yeah, that would be Ooh, fun. Or stop over here on your way, right. friends. <laughs> right. Friends. Oh, my gosh. So our um, fantasy baseball team, um, not a lot has changed since last week. Um, uh, you know, Karen is still first. And, uh, Yay, Karen. Bo and, and Glenn it. swapped spots from, you know, four and three to three and four. But the big news, the personal big news, is I am no longer number 10. I am back up to number 9. Woo-hoo. I'm sorry, Marla, Marla, and I swept, um, switched places, too. That may also be very fleeting. I may be back down to 10 by the time we sign off today. But, um, yeah, so that, that proceeds apace. I'm hopeful because Trent Grisham is now back. So he better stay healthy. Damn it, stay healthy, Trent. So maybe I can move up from my number seven spot. Although, like, the people right above me are the kids and then the leftovers, which is Mr. Potty Mouth. So I, yeah. Take them down. I, I, right. That's, woo, go up against them. Yeah. Yep. Sure we'll enough. Hey, happens. This is a big baseball week for us. What are you doing this week? We are, well, first... My job is kind of going to stop, sort of, but I'm switching jobs, so it's not really stopping. My old job is stopping. The end of the school year is happening, which makes teachers very, very happy. So I am approaching happiness, but I'm switching schools and switching jobs, so I get to work during the summer, but it'll be different still. So, And, and then we get to celebrate by going to the Nats game on Friday, and they're playing the Mets, right? They're playing the Mets, and the other exciting thing about that very game is that Eugene Goodman, who you may remember as the Capitol Police officer who like, stood between... Oh, crazy rioting God. masses and the chambers of of Congress and like set people like off the wrong way temporarily and probably saved the lives of all of those people that were in the chamber and he received the congressional gold medal for that he is throwing out the first pitch wait till I tell Santiago on he's going to be very excited about it's, that it's that pretty is cool super cool it's pretty cool and um, Jose Andres is also throwing out a first pitch this week at a game we're not going to but um, uh, he's he's I think our, our favorite first pitch thrower so really. Um and tonight we're going to go see the Thunderbolts our local collegiate wooden bat team play and I want to tell you a quick story that made me laugh. Um, I have a family pass to the Thunderbolts because um, I'm hosting a player. And we were having dinner with the player the other night. And I, I've only used my pass once. I've only, I've only been other one home game. And I said, I lost my pass. And what I meant was I misplaced my pass. But he heard it as I did something that made them take my pass away from me. <laughs> He's like, what did you do? I'm like, oh, no, I just don't know where I put it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. 
That would be if you brought me to the game, and yeah, yeah, that'll be and today. I, and right. So right. if I if I lose my pass this time, it <laughs> will be Potty Mouth's fault because it's... Potty Mouth and Mr. Potty Mouth are my family on my family pass tonight. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So if um in between your baseball games this week, you should probably find us on social media. Hang out with us on Twitter, NCIB Podcast, Facebook, and Instagram at No Crying in B Ball. And if that's not enough baseball for you, please look up some old episodes. Tell your friends about us if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. Please get vaccinated if you haven't yet. Wash your hands, keep your distance, fight the man, and until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. We'll try to be charming again. We'll yes. see if we can be charming twice in one evening. It'll be tough, but I believe in us. <laughs>